to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. So welcome to the Runner X Podcast. I'm here outside on a beautiful morning in Texas. It's a Sunday morning and Valerie and I are at the park. So you'll hear the cicadas. You might hear some volleyball players, (laughs) but there's no wind, right? (laughs) We wanted to get out of the sun. So um, thankfully there should be no wind. Valerie, we were just talking about the idea of why we need a coach. So give that story that you were just telling me about your workout this morning at your gym. (laughs) Well, I went to the gym, um, not to Valerie's class. Like I wasn't coaching someone else was coaching and the, the the workout was running and uh you had to carry something awkward for 400 meters and then there was rowing and i really am not a fan of rowing i love running i don't love rowing well let me tell you guys i work out with her she makes me row a lot yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a valid exercise anyway so i went on the run i did the farmer carry and in my mind i thought you know that's enough for me today i'm just gonna skip the row so I got back from the carry, and the coach said, all right, rowers up, Valerie, here we go. So, of course, I <laughs> got on there, and I started rowing. And then he stood behind me, and he said, he was looking at my numbers, and he said, all right, you're rowing. I don't know. I think I was at a 240. And he said, you got to row. For the next 1,000 meters, I want you to row 225. And then when you hit the 1,000, 215 for the last 500. And I did it. And afterwards, he said to me, you totally could do that. He's like, I calculated your height. It wasn't based on like Valerie's ability as an athlete. He was like, based on your, what you should be doing. For your for height, your workout. weight, your age, yeah, or like yeah. how, you know. Here's what their potential is. And not only did I do it, I've actually never rode that fast before. And I didn't change anything. It's just someone else said to me, here's yeah. what I think you can do and why don't you try it and and that's we've talked about this before that um when i first when i turned uh 40-ish i was going to run my first marathon and that's when i started started running was at 40 like seriously trying to get out and actually run and it um i wound up moving to dallas long story short i I grabbed a p90x class right and it took me about 30 days before i was like fast forwarding through his modifications to get to the real workout Right. right And then I found myself, you know, it would be plyo day. I don't want to do plyo day. I'll redo abs again, right? So it didn't take me long to start seeing results, you know, because, uh, because I was, you know, pushing myself to a point. But I wasn't getting better, right? I was, I was staying in my comfort zone. And that's when I started realizing that you need somebody to get you out of your comfort zone. Right. You do that for me. That's why I get up and work out with you. Um, so what is it about coaching? What is it about... Why do we need that? Why is that something? Well, I think two things. One is that absolutely we want to do what we like doing, which is also valid, by the way. So, yeah. like, if I like running and this is the running I like to do and all that, there is that aspect of it. The coaching side is two things. One is to have someone help you move correctly. Right. That's number one for me. Number one is making sure, am I doing this correctly? And, you know, we just said this right before. I, I started my life in a weight room. And really, we didn't allow people to be unattended. Right. You know, it's like if someone was doing something wrong and everyone got like a free training session to come in and make sure they knew how to at least use the machines, Mm -hmm. you know. And if you saw someone doing something incorrect, you'd go correct them. So coaching for me is just it's something I believe in because I want to make sure the person is moving correctly. Right. That's number one. The second part of coaching is just kind of what you're saying. 
your coach is going to make sure you're doing everything that's actually you need to do. Yeah. And we want to do the things we like to do, which is why, like, I mean, we used to do body part training, right? I'm just going to do my abs. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to work on my hips, you know, whatever. Like, we have body parts that we love and we have body parts that we connect with. And women especially, we're like, abs, lunges, you know. And really, the coach is there to help you work, one, as a unit, whole body training, and also mental. Yeah. Get you, out, like you said, get you out of your comfort zone, push you maybe where you need to be pushed, pull you back, by the way, runners, when you need to be pulled back. Yeah. And accountability. Yeah. More than just your friend. Like, a lot of us run with our buddy. We meet up on Saturdays. We go for that long run. But who's actually watching you run? Who's right. helping you get through the running part that you need. Well, and it was when I was training with a coach, when I was I was running and I was um, strength training, and this was long before I met you, but I was finding myself um, cranky. I was angry, um, I was not sleeping well, and um, it happened that my running coach also worked out at the strength place I did, and so the two of them like stood together and went, she's training too much. They were like, what the hell? You know, they look at each other and like, I didn't make her do it, I didn't make her do it, and they said, you're take a rest take this weekend off you know you can you can go swimming if you want you can take walks but stop you're doing too much it was affecting all of my being right? right it was affecting so much about me and i couldn't see it i thought it was stress at work or and it could have been it could have been stress right. at work affecting everything but they were conscious enough as my coaches right to to say no you're doing too much and you know they didn't blame each other, but they were good friends, so sure. it wasn't a problem. But what about when, um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is that idea that it's like, oh, well, um, I need to work on my legs. Like you said, spot training. I need to work on my legs, so I'm just going to do like 500 squats, right? Right. And I'm never going to touch my arms. Um, doesn't that, and even just I'm going to run all the miles, isn't that how we get injured? Because we focus too much on like one, something we think we're good at and something that we're sa we feel safe about and we just do too much of it? Sure. You know, and there, and absolutely. And you think about it, you know, we're told a lot too, like if I hear a core strength is good for runners, right? right? That was a big thing and kind of in the 90s and still kind of today. And so the runners are like, all right, I'm gonna start doing sit-ups. Yeah. You know, with no guidance, with no understanding of like, what is the core even? You know, it's like, it's interesting. So we do that, we hear like, I need to do this. I don't really know how to do it, but right. I'm going to do what I think I should do. Or like runners will hear, you should be more flexible. You should stretch more. And then they sign up for a 90-minute hot <laughs> yoga class. Yeah, you know, because yeah. we're already type A. And then someone's like, I don't have time to go do yoga. And really, it's funny. It's like it's amazing how small things is really what's needed and consistent. Yeah. You know, and once you start to train your body as a unit, instead of separating your body into parts, yeah, it just changes the way you feel about movement. And then it goes back to... Like I said, the understanding of movement. Yeah. And most of us, by the way, it's not strength we're lacking in our muscles. Our muscles are strong. It's our A, understanding of how to work with our own body. And B, it's like being in the correct position to allow the muscle to do what it needs to do. Well, and I want to bring that up too, because that was one of the things that we've added to the membership over the years. Um, we're coming up on years now. Yeah, and, that's nice. uh, <laughs> and uh, one of the things I really love about uh, why it's a membership, because after the first, uh, really after the first month and then the first three months, if you, if you do go ahead and keep going with us for another quarter, we start getting you into more of that strength and more of the strength movements and the basics 
of strength training for runners. And one of the things that uh, before I, when I just met you and before I started working with you and became such a, such a zealot for, for what we're doing is the first thing you taught me was not to um, hold my neck up when I did uh, bicycle sit-ups, right? right. <laughs> I hate bicycle sit-ups. And the reason why I was hating them was because I was doing them just like everybody tells you, holding my neck up so my five chins would get all in my throat and I couldn't <laughs> breathe. So I couldn't breathe when I was doing it. it. It felt wrong on my neck, right? And I'm pulling and I'm, and I couldn't feel it. I could feel it in my upper core, like right, right, right at my soul. In your rib cage. Right in my rib cage, right? <laughs> but I couldn't feel it anywhere else. And it was exhausting and I hated it. And I met you and you were like, stop! Stop holding your neck. Just put your head down on the ground, okay? Do you ever ride a bike and you, you know, think about it, guys. Do you ever, when you're on a bike, do you put your hand, you know. Do your, you rotate your head side to side while <laughs> yeah. you're pedaling? And, and crunch your neck? No, <laughs> heck no. So when you did that, what happened was I went into a free group that I had at that time of about 80 women. And I did a pot, I did a quick like live and said, oh my God, guys, this is the greatest thing ever. Do not do this, right? We, we are hurting ourselves. And I had like 15 women go, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to bring that up, that idea that you think you're spot training or you think you're doing what's right, but until somebody like not only just watches you move, but teaches you how to do it. And, and it's not to, it's not to poo poo some of these uh, mobility or some of these other trainings that are out there, but you think you're doing the squat correctly. You really do. And, and it's not until, unless you film yourself and then go, oh wait, I, I am tipped over or my knee is coming out way in front of my ankle or um, my butt isn't sitting down or I think I'm, you know, all that things, right. the things we were talking about. So really having that coach correct your movement and then watching you with an objective eye. Right, because that's the thing too, remember, the coach is not for themselves, it's for you. Right. And to seriously like, you know, I used to teach, like I said, a ton of aerobics. That was my jam when I first started. And I'd had classes when I first started for years, 50 people, 60 people. We'd see how many people can we cram in a room, <laughs> turn the music up, right? And yeah. just, woo, right? And what started to happen, of course, is there's no way there's quality in that. Right. Because now, to be fair, we had a lot of fun. And I'm not, again, you and I say this a lot. We are all about group fitness and having a good time. But people would come to hire me as a personal trainer. I did both, group fitness, personal training. And in the personal training, I would teach them how to move so that when they did take the classes, they right. would be feeling comfortable. Because to be fair, guys, it's really, there's no way a, a good coach can watch 60 people at one time. And what happens is you have to just make sure I'm getting some kind of attention to do, so I can do my movement correctly. Right. And so you're correcting as much as you can, obviously, during the workout, but the workout is priority. I mean, we want to get our heart rate up. We want to move. And so this is the challenge. And I challenge you this, by the way, if you are one of those people, like I like to move, I like, you know, we, when I used to start teaching that boot camp, you'd always have the one person, you'd be explaining the movement and, and they're, they're like moving. dancing, <laughs> they're doing step touch. Like they, you know, you're the runner at the stoplight that can't stop moving, stop moving and think about the movement. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it makes all of your movements. Then you can do you see, like, that's what we do now, by the way, guys. We spend the first, um, like, when we're talking about strength training, just keep in mind, we're talking about just your body weight. Right. For runners, we start everybody with just body weight, and then absolutely you can progress as you go. But first, learn how to move your body weight. Because once you know how to squat, once you know how to lunge, do a push-up, do those basic movements, then, yeah, go for it. Then you can get out and do the... So how stuff. do we bring, I just kind of want to, um, as we finish up this conversation, that 
actually everybody needs to be coached as well <laughs> to tell you is you what was it you just said you said we think we have more accountability and less coaching yes. right runners think that they need accountability when really what they need is coaching and so when you come into the membership we do get have weekly zooms but I've had a lot of people reach out to us and say, um, how do I work with you one-on-one? How do I, uh, how do, I, I don't want to go into these group classes. And um, I want to talk about that for a second because first off, um, we have, you know, 200 some odd members and they come and go and we might grow larger, maybe grow up to, let's say we grow up to 500 members in the next couple of years. Um, only 10% of the people actually like come on the Zooms, guys. It's it's really amazing to me. The, we have 10, maybe 13 people on a Zoom out of 200. It's it's either the time of day, uh, maybe they don't want to be seen, uh, maybe they don't have space in their home to be able to Zoom with you. There's all sorts of reasons, both personal and, and otherwise, why they don't come on the Zooms. Um, but it's not like you're trying to look at 60 people in that Zoom. No, and, and this is the other thing to keep in mind. I People... Are, Especially like you think about runners. I don't know how, you know, even when, because we do gait analysis and we do video check-ins. So if you don't ever come on a Zoom, you can still send me your videos and it's like one-on-one. I'm watching just your video. In the membership, right. In the membership. Not, not, don't just start sending us. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to correct that, guys, because we do have people that send us videos a lot. And I feel really bad having to say, I'm sorry, but you have to pay for this. Well, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. So this is where we get, this is something to keep in mind. So running is free, right? People love that. Like running, you just put your shoes on, you go outside and you run. And then when it hurts, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. And then what's not free is going to the PT, going to the Cairo, getting your MRI. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really when I first started doing run coaching, people would be like, "Hey Valerie, just watch me run." "Hey Valerie, do you mind just watching me run?" Well, guess what? Valerie has to feed her family too. Yeah. <laughs> and I've spent years of my life doing this. Like years and years and years the (laughs) right you cannot because i love it and i'm passionate it doesn't seem to people like it's really hard for me but i spend when i watch your video i focus only on you it's all about you it's your running it's your body it's your movement the feedback i give you is personal for you right and this guys i cannot explain to you how how valuable it is because I am looking at you, and I'm not looking at you as, oh, this is a weak hip, or this is a flat foot. This is what I'm getting all the time. Uh, I, my knee hurts, Valerie, because I have tight hips and tight hamstrings. That's what my Cairo told me, or my PT. And then I come back and say, well, actually, it's just simply because you have to learn the correct movement pattern for running. So I feel like I, I work well within that uh, model, because if you go to a PT, they're going to help your muscles right, right. to work correctly. If you go to the chiropractor, he helps put your bones, stacks your bones right so your muscles can work correctly, right? There's combinations of work. But guys, they're helping you to be able to hold uh, whatever that pattern is for your muscle to work correctly. But you need to understand that the running coach is teaching you how to run. Right. That's not the job of your physical therapist. It's not the job of your chiropractor, Mm -mm. right? They might show you, here's how you sit at your desk. And then it's your job when you're sitting at your desk to try to sit correctly, right? Correct. And yeah. so it's the same with running. So accountability means my buddy's coming to meet me on Saturday and we're both going to go running. Which That's means i got to get off my butt and I get, cause right. I'm meeting And him. because of social media now, people have this huge accountability. You can be on the Garmin, you can be on Strava. So you can totally put out there how many miles you ran, how fast you ran, and there's all these accolades. So much great support, which I love, by the way. I mean, I think it's great. I love that people 
high five each other and, and all that and it's virtual right we're getting a lot of good feedback however when someone comments hey guys my knee hurts you're gonna get 500 responses of what shoes to buy what knee brace to wear what your PT said here's a stretch none of them are about your movement right none of them are saying well if I could just watch you run can you send me a video yes <laughs> let me and see And by the way we the, it goes even further because most running shoes will give you a free gait analysis right and then they'll sell you a pair of shoes right so I feel like the gait analysis kept getting discounted and still we see so much and we were laughing last week runners world puts out guys you don't need to change the way you run run how you feel Run how you want to, but what you should do is do short, uh, small strides and stand tall. <laughs> That's what we were laughing at. It's like, wait, you just told me I didn't need just... to learn how to run, but then you told me how to run. Wait, yeah. wait, are you guys seeing that? Right. And and so that's kind of how I want to wrap this up here. The point is, is that coaching is about looking at you and how you're moving with whatever injury you're coming with in with with whatever mobility you're trying to work on um, with whatever what you your perceived handicap and it could be a legitimate handicap sure. like one foot is shorter than the other or I only have four toes on one foot you know that could be something that would affect my run in a hundred percent you know but is that but we can still teach you the running yes yes <laughs> and you're gonna look at me and look at how I'm running to adjust that because how I run is different from how Jess runs is different from how Lori runs and we all have our own um, uh, self self uh, conceived notions of what we're doing right what we think we're doing and what we're not doing and you help us uh you help us see what we don't see but then you all also in a very gentle way guys and i say this with enormous respect because we both can come off pretty brash um <laughs> and, but she laughs like that but it's it's true she will never look at you and say wow that was dumb <laughs> no, 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 no. In fact, even to me, and I've known I'm her business well, no, no, partner. No, but, that, but here's the thing: like, if you had this is this is just the last thing, and I know I get on this, but especially because I've been a personal trainer for so long, people have no qualms with personal training, expecting their trainer. You expect your, as you should, to watch you and make sure you're moving correctly. Like, right. The pride people have in their trainers is that they're seeing results. You know, whatever their movement is, and the trainer's right there, like, hold your chest up. You know, whatever it is, squeeze your butt, pull your stomach in. Whatever it is to help you do that movement correctly, you fully expect that from your trainer. You need that same expectation from your coach. And the best part, though, is you can still go running with your friends or yeah. still go running by yourself or whatever it is. We do this all online. But once you start to see your self-worth, that you should move the same as everyone else. There's a standard. And once you know that standard, you're just going to keep better, keep getting better at running. And that's really what you should want. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit. 